Get the brooms ready. The Tampa Bay Rays rack up another sweep this time against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Rays Nation is happy, so let's talk about that right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers. We're so close. so close. So close. I know. <sighs> we need to go viral again, like yes. with the Wander Franco Flipgate. That's what I'm calling it. We had Kevin <laughs> Kiermeyer's card gate. We've had yeah. many other gates across the way. But Flipgate, uh, I didn't realize that people would freak out and be so obsessed about something that I found to be relatively innocuous and silly. I guess people, um, they they really like Yandy's uh, bicep flex and Randy's um, arms crossed. But I guess that's because those types of things uh, happen after the course of a play or a hit or a home run, whatever it may be. While what Wander did was during the course of action uh, while a play was ongoing. But regardless, we'll take it. Um, man, oh man, this Rays team, they're good. They're very good. They're excellent. They're fun to watch. And I know leading up into this series, I had made a comment about, ah, oh, you know, I want the Rays to do well against the Pirates, but after this series, the Pirates can go on and, and win games and I want them to be successful. I'm sort of, uh, regressing from that because of all their complaining, all all Derek Shelton's hijinks. I mean, it's like, come on. I, I I wouldn't think an upstart team like this, they'd have a little bit more moxie as opposed to relegating to complaints and blaming umpires. That that's a that's a Yankees move. That's a it, Red Sox move. It, that shouldn't it, be a pirates move. It, it is, and it kept increasing in annoyance. Yeah. I mean on, I think on Thursday's uh, uh, game, getting Zach Eflin to take off his rubber wedding ring off uh, in the second inning because they were on edge, as Zach said, it just demonstrates that uh, Shelton was so much in that umpire uh, crew's ear. Yeah. That they, they 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 were like, look, look, we we can't we we can't do this. Like we have to like notice every little thing. It's like it's on his left hand, yeah, it, I which think is it, the glove hand. Like, and it's a rubber one, so it's not like he's scuffing the ball anyway. It was ridiculous. So yeah, the hijinks got a little bit out of hand. I think from the Pirates side, right? I understand probably by Derek Shelton. I guess smart on him for deploying a little gamesmanship and trying sure. to upset the rhythm and routine of Zach Eflin and the Rays. But clearly that was an episode and an experience of the Pirates. They have not run into a buzzsaw, a team like the Rays. And I think it got to them. And I, I will look, I'll admit the umps gave or the home plate umpire gave Zach Eflin some really good strike three calls, but maybe that's the guy's strike zone. And after the first once, twice, three times it happens, you better adjust. I fastball, even if it's a little bit outside the, the normal zone, 
If that ump's calling it a strike, you better be prepared to choke up on the bat and swing, foul it off, do whatever you have to do. Um, and- again, first time, okay. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, that was a second time. Okay. Well, if, if you're the Pirates and you're, you have all the data, all the analytics, you have to know what a, an umpire strike zone is. And if you don't, you better get on it quick. And we and we will have to wait until the um scorecard uh, comes out tomorrow to to see if it was that blatant on on one side because for the first couple innings what I was hearing from Neil and Andy on the radio was that it was going for both sides okay for both yeah. for both teams it was a little bit of a wider tr- strike zone but you know regardless you're right you have to adapt and I, I just you know. Talking about gamesmanship and getting somebody off the rhythm. Well, you know, whatever you did, Derek Shelton, by getting Zach Eflin a little bit mad and, and, and getting his wedding ring off, which after the game, he said that he really does not like to take it off ever. Guess what? Uh, he shoved. And how did he shove? Well, he shoved by getting seven innings on 80 pitches, 10 strikeouts, no walks, zero mm-hmm. walks, zero runs, and only allowing three hits. So Zach Eflin was on his game today, so I don't know if it had to do anything with the, the fact of the shenanigans from Derek Shelton, but it definitely uh, showed up in the box score, and he was amazing. And yeah. one more thing, um, he was today's MVP, in my opinion, uh, by by the performance, not only because it was a very shiny line, but also because of what it meant for the bullpen. The bullpen, we know the, the right. pitching staff, what they're going through right now. So for him to give seven strong innings and really not give any more um, work to the to more than two guys today, I, I think was critical. Yeah, don't look now, but Zach Eflin is 4-0, has a 2-2-5 ERA. Um, clearly, the Rays were smart, at least thus far, in giving him that $40 million contract in free agency. And not just the strikeouts. 10 strikeouts, by the way, has any raised pitcher thus far accumulated double-digit strikeouts? That'd be a trivia question. I've seen a lot of six, seven, and eights, and maybe a nine in there, but I don't know about a double-digit. Shane McClanahan had nine the the day prior. So, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah, yeah. and and again, just Eflin generally, um, in addition to the strikeouts, just Weak tappers, choppers, grounders, weak pop-ups, staying away from the heart of the plate against, again, a Pirates team that uh, has been hitting for the most part this season. And yeah. and um, just to go back to it real quick, I know we'll we'll talk a little bit more about this game before previewing the Yankees series, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Ulysses, but I don't think Wander uh, did flipgate in this game or had an opportunity to do flipgate. I do know what I saw was an excellent handling of an in-between scoop, a throw on the run to nab uh, one of the speediest runners in all of baseball in G1 Bay, 96th percentile in sprint speed, lefty, 13 stolen bases on the year. Again, whether you agree or disagree with the move that he did the other day, he is really coming to his own, not just we know he can hit, but the fielding end of things, uh, he's – it's it's really shaping up, I would just say. And I'm 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 happy to 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 hear you say that uh, because I know a lot of Rays fans have oh well you know maybe we let, let's move Wander Franco to third base or second base. It's like no, 
he is your franchise guy. He signed a $180 million contract. Do not move that guy from shortstop. Yes, is Taylor Walls probably a, a better defensive guy? Maybe you can take the probably off and say, yes, Taylor Walls is a yeah. better defensive shortstop. But overall, you don't you don't take off that production from that side. And it's not like he's there making errors all the time. He's no Bo Bichette, people. He's right. an above average shortstop, a tremendous arm, really agile. I don't know what else he has to do for those little Rays fans that still say, well, you know, you can you please take him up? He's 22 years old. He's showing he's an MVP caliber player. You are not taking this guy off shortstop, so please stop saying that on social media. I don't care how good Taylor yeah. Walls is defensively. This guy is your shortstop, and you're going to have to deal with it until he's like 30 years old. Right, and I guess him not making a barehanded grab from the shortstop position in the left field bullpen is Thank enough. You. I I don't know. I don't think Taylor Walls makes that play. I think athletically, Wander can do things that Taylor Walls can't do. And I think the Rays are smart enough to know that they value the versatility of Taylor Walls to, okay, if we need a spot start or fill in a couple innings at short, we can do that. He can also play second and third. I think that helps the moving around end of things too, which again, speaking on Taylor Walls, He's coming into his own, not just defensively. We've Ooh. always known that and being able to work counts and so forth. But the power and the overall hitting ability, don't look now, he already has five homers. And uh, there were three solo bombs for the Rays uh, in this game. Taylor Walls won. Randy Yandy getting oppo shots. I, I'm ready to say it right now. Death, taxes, uh, Randy taking an outside pitch oppo for a bomb. Like that's becoming a theme as of right now. And, and, and with Randy, it was a changeup low and outside, and he takes it off of field. Like, I mean, what Randy's doing is tremendous this year. That's his seventh home run. Uh, was it seventh or eighth? I forget. I think it was his seventh home run. Um, but, yeah, you can check me on that. Yeah, it's his eighth. Walls hit oh, his eighth. fifth. Randy's eighth. Yandy's eighth. So we could have a nice home run battle. We might we do. get somebody that gets 30 home runs this year. We might be eating our words on that. I mean, we might eat our own words, and you know what? I would love it if we did. Uh, but yeah, no, what Randy is doing with with the with the bat is ridiculous. But of course, I think we do have to stress on the fact that Taylor Walls has not only increased his value defensively because last year he was making errors at third and second at the beginning of the year. This year, he's been flawless, not only at shortstop when he's had to be uh, in that position, but he's also been spotless and, and flawless at second and at third. I mean, the plays that he's making, uh, like Neil said the other day, uh, he he, did, he didn't even say, I think that Nolan Arenado would make that, that, that yeah. backhand play. Like, he's really showing up right now. And with the bats, five home runs, like you said, that, that's really tasty. Mm -hmm. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forget about, and chances are you're one of them. Uh, like the Stars app just to watch one show or that free gaming trial that you never actually used. Well, Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you and for any you don't want to pay for anymore, just hit cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It's that easy. Rocket Money also 
helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorizes your expenses so you can track everything. So stop throwing your money away. You don't want to do that. Uh, stop throwing away like the Yankees, seemingly. Uh, cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash MLB. The rule of three, I'll say it one more time, rocketmoney.com slash MLB. All right, Ulysses, before we get to a little Yankees raise preview, one more thing that I want to mention, you might have more from the game in the series that you want to yeah. touch on, but uh, we we mentioned it very briefly. Uh, Jason Adam uh, being able to maneuver and navigate a tough situation, gave up a couple runs on a gapper, but was able to close out the game. That's what you like to see and need from the bullpen. I couldn't imagine social media, anti-social media, Twitter, uh, the internet, um, you know, keyboard commandos. If he, uh, if he allowed that game to be tied or blew a save there. I love that. The KCs, the keyboard commandos. Keyboard commandos. There's I a lot of that. them out there. Oh, and, there's, the, and none of them have profile pictures with their own face. They have anime pictures or, yeah. uh, or players' faces. It's like, all right. Or it's an egg. It's a, it's a, like it's a, a dull colored egg, basically. <laughs> exactly. Elon, exactly. what like, you need to do, you've, you've made a lot of changes to Twitter for better or yeah. worse. Whatever you agree or disagree with on yeah. his approach to running Twitter, let's, let's make it, uh, Get rid of the oh. eggs. Ensure that somebody has a profile picture and it's Buddy, a real human talking. If you were going to run for an for office mm -hmm. and you're telling me that your campaign slogan would be that if you're going to participate in social media, you have to know who you are, like your actual name and your face. I'd vote for that person. I like that's that's it. Anti-social media. Um, yeah. But dude, I, I I, I know it's been tough for Jason Adam this year. He hasn't been the guy um, that he was last year. I think we just get, have to understand if you saw him in the World Baseball Classic, he also had a little bit of a huck, of of, of, uh, of a couple of hiccups there in the Venezuela game. He did not look great. Um, so I am not ringing the bell of oh my goodness, Jason Adam is doing horribly, but I am a little bit. Like, okay, maybe there is, what is going on? What is going on? That's yeah. just a question. What is going on? It, it, you know, is everything feeling okay? Is the pitch mix not the same? Uh, what, what about the spin on the pitches? You know, oh, you know, what kind of uh, players is he facing? You know, I would just try to right. like go dive deep on, on what's going on with Jason Adam, but um, I'm not completely worried, but yes, it's, it's definitely noticeable that he's not as locked down as he was last year. But if you're a race fan, you should, you have, you have a PhD on what pitching means. If yeah. you're a race fan, and if you're on a locked on race listener slash slash subscriber, because you're hitting that button and you're hitting that like button to help us beat the algorithm and find more race fans, you know, that we have preached here. Bullpens are volatile. They, right. you know, one, one year you can be an all-star and the next year you can be DFA, man. So Jason Adam, I'm not saying that this is his story, but I'm just saying there are going to be ebbs and flows. I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, there could be a point where the Rays say, Hey, Jason Adam, you're next Diego Castillo. 
hey, Jason Adam, you're next Emilio Pagan. He gets shipped off and, and the yep. Rays acquire another reliever or two or whatever it may be. Um, so hopefully he uh, improves and gets, I mean, it's it's hard to replicate if you're coming out of nowhere, but um, being a good uh, Robin to the Batman of Pete Fairbanks would be uh, very nice going forward for sure. Um, yeah. All right. The Yankees come to town, come to St. Petersburg for a three game set and they're not doing too. So uh, they're not doing too hot. Uh, 17 and 15 on the year. They've been pitching pretty well. They're sixth in team ERA. The Rays are first, of course, uh, run score. The Yanks are struggling offensively 24th and run score just ahead of wait for it. The Royals athletics guardians, nationals, Marlins and tigers. The Rays have, Played a bunch of those teams already, by the way, I should mention. And um, the injured list, like we mentioned on uh, the show yes. yesterday, it is uh, oh, it's full. It is dotted. It is I mean, dotted with uh, impact pitchers and impact position players. It, it it's crazy. I mean, you're talking no Judge, no Stanton, no Donaldson, no Severino, no Canley, no Rodon. It, it's no Mar- no Montas, no they, Trevino, no Can- yeah, no Canley. Uh, and then I I read that Harrison Bader and and uh, Oswaldo Peraza uh, exited or, or got dinged up in some yeah. Shape or form. And, and so like it's not the Yankees of old; they're hurting right now. And I mean, when you're you're talking about Isaiah Kiner Falefa playing center field, when you're talking that Isaiah Kiner Falefa played left field the other day. Uh, for the first time since spring training in an actual regular season game. I mean, look, Jake Bowers is a race legend, and I'll always want for him to uh, to do well. We, we liked him. Uh, but he's being brought up to the Yankees uh, to help offensively. Yeah. And if you do not know what his career numbers are for Jake Bowers, I'll give them to you right now. 980 at bats, a 213 average, a 659 OPS. The fact that this type of player is being brought up by the New York Yankees to help offensively should tell you where they are. Now, does that mean that this is going to be a walk in the park? No, because guess what? Could a Jake Bowers play with a chip on his shoulder like a Joey Ricard, like a Hunter Renfro, and go on a revenge tour? Yeah. Yeah. He very much well. Uh, could he could do be that. Justin Turner. He could be Jose Bautista, and they, you know, he finds magic or yes. spark at 31, 32 years old. I don't know how old yeah. Jake Bowers is. I know he was a a hotshot prospect, and it just never matriculated. Which again goes back to our rule: don't prospect hug. But yeah, to your point. Yeah, and, and I think he's around twenty six years old right now. Twenty six. Oh, really? I thought it seems like he's been around forever. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's because he's bounced around. Dude, to a couple wait organizations. up. Let me. I, if he's twenty six I mean, years old. That would blow my mind. Okay, okay, let me check. Uh, I'm checking. 27. Wow. I feel like he's been in the league since like 2013. Really? Oh, really? (laughs) Only since 2018. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because he came up with Willie. Um, All right, so so he could find his prime. He, you know, I wouldn't bet on it, but crazier things have happened. Um, Exactly. But no, yeah. but but this is the kind of that this is where this where they are offensively. So if you're racing like, oh, where are the Yankees? Well, they're last in the standings and they can't seem to score runs. If they score three runs, Yankee fandom is feeling really good about themselves. Now, pitching wise, yeah, they, they they've got good arms. 
-hmm. You're only going to be facing, I think, a scary arm on Sunday with Garrett Cole. And they were able to do that because of their off day on Thursday. So unfortunately for the Rays, they don't get to miss Cole. But I do want to let people know this. I know it's early May, Kevin. And I know the whole thing is, hey, you know, take it easy. There's a lot of games to be played. But remember, it's not 18 to 19 games against interdivisional uh, rivals. You have 13 to 14, which means that in the next two weeks, Kevin, these two teams are going to be meeting up seven times, three in St. Pete and four in the Bronx, which means this is the opportunity where they, the New York Yankees are hurt and the Rays are not. They could stomp on their face and put them away for the rest of the year. If yeah, they could- win five to six games, Kevin, out of these seven, you can forget basically about the Yankees. Yeah. And and that's if that happens, you're talking about a tense fan base, a tense organization, a tense clubhouse. It's not loosey goosey like yes. the Rays. Heads roll, pressure yes. mounts in that organization. They don't have fun. That's it, it just is what it is. And there's a lot of I I just feel like with a Yankees clubhouse, it's a lot of me, me, me first. I mean, guys are getting, you know, huge multi, multi, multi million dollar contracts, which again, I, I think at some point, uh, Cashman Boone, I mean, if things really fall off the rails, you, they could be looking for a new general manager and a new manager after this season. But that's the Yankees have kind of done it to themselves when you go out and sign aging slugger or you sign pitcher who is been eating innings for year after year after year like John Carlos Stanton for example I mean uh he played 18 games in 2019 2020 pandemic season he couldn't even play half the games there just 23 games 2021 139 games we'll never see that again from him uh 2022 110 games he was somehow an all-star and then this year he's played in fewer than half the games 13 like that's par for the course with these guys when you have aging sluggers that aren't agile or mobile that it's what's going to happen so you can really take advantage of the situation so i know that it's like oh it's may like it's okay i would really like to win both of this series if yes. you can take five out of these seven games you are really just pushing them on the throat and and really just telling new york fandom you're not going for the division already in mid-may which yeah. again could cause a whole lot of problems for them and again, it's not just them being in last place, but like <laughs> all the other teams in the ALEs legitimately could fight for a playoff spot. So that yes. could leave them on the outside looking in. Could you imagine oh. just the, the fan base if the Orioles make the playoffs and the Yankees don't? Don't make me smile so much in an yeah. episode. I don't think it, it, it's it's safe for work. I, I, It'd be yeah. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, we've got it is a Friday episode which means we have baseball trivia and name that war. But first, Ulysses, we have to tell the audience about something very important. Yes, and that is that this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kevin is talking about loosey-goosey clubhouses. Well, maybe you want to have a loosey-goosey household, and that you can do by getting to know yourself a little bit better and increasing your self-awareness. And you can do that 
with therapy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you have to give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists right anytime you want for no additional charge so you can find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on MLB. All right. This is a total non sequitur here, but you had mentioned Jason Adam and the volatility of bullpens before we get into baseball trivia and name that war again. Baseball fans, Rays fans, understand it. Not every closer or high leverage reliever is as consistent as Mariano Rivera or Trevor Hoffman or Billy Wagner or Lee Smith or Dennis Eckersley. There's up and down moments, outings, months, seasons, and the way the Rays operate, um, you know, they – They'll use guys up until they can't be used anymore, a la Nick Anderson. And, and can I just say something like, if there will be times when closers blow, blow a lead. They're human beings. It happens. You're going to have it a happens. blown save or two or five or eight. Right. So at, in those times, I understand being upset. and But at, even at those times, know that you're upset, but know that, hey, they're human beings and they, they get – to do that like it it's par for the course like just like a guy's going to strike out and have a three strikeout day they're going to have a time where they're going to yeah. blow a safe don't get upset about jason adam letting in two runs in a three-run lead don't yeah. you'll 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 have times where you will be upset so don't let today or yesterday be one of those times. Yeah. That's that's what I would say. It's amazing to me that this team is 26 and 6, and the narrative is Wander Franco's flip gate flip. and the bullpen being atrocious. That's what this, we're that's that's what the headlines are. Come on. This is an amazing team. They are doing amazing things. There is no nobody has seen what this team is doing right now. I mean, I, I, unless you were a Tigers fan in 1984, which, by the way, of course, there are people that saw that. Uh, but mo from what our demographic is, from what we understand on YouTube, at least on the on the portion of YouTube, y'all didn't see this either. So you're watching something historic in your lifetime. At least, for example, me and Kevin, we've never seen this ever. And it's the team that we're rooting for. Enjoy it. Yes. Uh, by the way, that, that gets to my trivia question. Uh, it is related to the 1984 Tigers who finished 104 and 58 uh, that year. Actually, it's not. I'm just totally making uh, that up. I was just looking them up now. They actually, that, they were in the AL East back then, though. That's interesting. They were. I know. I, I read about that the other day. I did some some digging on the 84 Tigers. Kirk Gibson, and yeah, they, they actually yeah. went 30, what, 34 and 5? It was insane. Yeah, Kirk Gibson. Kirk Gibson, Alan Trammell, Daryl Evans, yeah, Howard Johnson. They had some good guys, of course. Yeah. Um, all right. Getting to my trivia question, and uh, I'm trying to go on a theme here of doing a trivia question related to uh, the forthcoming foe. And oh, uh, it is, okay. yeah, Tampa Bay, or I was about to say Tampa Bay Yankees. Oh, my gosh. I had too many beers today. 
Brain cells <laughs> killed. All right. I'm drinking Diet Coke here. Relax, guys. Uh, okay. New York Yankees. Yeah. Career home run leaders in a Yankees uniform. I have a list of one through ten. Ulysses, I want you to give me six names. Six of the top ten Bronx Bombers. Babe Ruth. Uh, that would be correct. He is number one on this list with 659. Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle, number two on this list, 536. Joe DiMaggio. Jolton Joe is number four on this list with 361. You're halfway there. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is not on this list. Am I making... Hang on. I just want to do some fact-checking here. Please. Because he should be on this list. Right. And if he's not, that he would has be at a least boo-boo. 150. Oh, he his- is not on this list. No, he is... Oh. I wouldn't say well short. If I had to guess, he'd probably be like number 13, number 14, number 12, something like that. Wow. Okay, so strike one. So I only have how many then? Three or four? Uh, you have three thus far. Ruth three, Mantle four. DiMaggio. Okay, okay. Think Yankee. Think Yankee. Uh, okay, and think longevity too. Not because only they were power hitters, but that they were longevity. So who were Yankees for a long time that had at least some power? Oh, Derek Jeter. Duh. Of course, he is number nine on this list with 260. Okay, okay. Uh, two more, baby. Two more. Wander Franco is our Derek Jeter, by the way. Stay at short. <laughs> Stay at short. <laughs> yeah, except way better. Um, okay. Pass okay, the okay. diving Franco. We'll say that in 10 years. Ah, I remember. Oh, God. I love that meme. Oh, my God. That's like one of my favorite meme. Pasta diving Jeter is so bleeping funny. Um,. Okay, uh, I remember us talking about that in college. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. Two more, two more, baby, two more. Uh, not Bernie Will. Oh, man, did he play? Nah, I mean, he only played like three. You said Jeter was nine with 200 and how many? 260. Oh, yeah, then definitely not Reggie Jackson. Okay, so uh, the Yogi hit that many i don't think so i'm think i'm forgetting another guy at dome dimaggio mickey mantle dot roger maris roger maris i mean he didn't have 61 in one year so did he have enough to pull it off roger maris strike two damn daniel okay 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 don't freak out don't freak out Uh, oh, Robinson Cano, right? Robinson Cano. Robinson Cano, right? Uh, not Sheffield. Not Giambi. It has to be Cano. Cano was there for like seven years. And he averaged like 20 a pop. So that'd be like 140. Oh, he's short. Bleep it. Robinson Cano. Strike three. You are going to be kicking yourself after son of a bleep yeah and in preparation for that name the uh name that war i need some uh some spirit on my side so i've got a third co-host <laughs> terry terry can't help he's what entered the chat um uh, babe ruth number one uh, mickey Mantle number two 
Joe okay. DiMaggio, number three, uh, number four. Lou Gehrig, number three. I knew I was missing one. With 493. Yogi Berra, number five, with 358. I mentioned him. Somebody named Alex Rodriguez. I've never heard of him, but. Uh. 351. Number seven, somebody named Bernie Williams with 287. Number eight, I think this guy played catcher. Jorge Posada with 275. Derek Peter, oh. number nine, and Greg Nettles, number ten at two fifty. I am, I am, I am. I want to hit myself in the face. <laughs> I want to hit myself in the face. If I could deck myself, I would deck myself. See, Bernie that, on that, the cat. That's why Bernie I said like. That's why I said name six instead of five because I thought you were just gonna be rattling them off like crazy. And you know what? I, and the thing is, I said Yogi, and I was like, Nah, don't do that. I thought, and I knew I was missing somebody old, like Lou Gehrig. That's the one I was missing. And then I, I thought about Bernie Williams, but I was like, nah, there's no way he had that much pop to, like, get over Jeter. Yeah, he did. Damn it. Oh, okay. Fine, fine. Burn me in the comments, people. That's okay. Oh, you're going to get burned. I'm going to get burned. Mistake. You know what? Fine. You know, everybody needs to get burned sometimes. Pass so. the diving Ulysses. Pass the diving Ulysses. Damn it. Damn it. That's okay. That's okay. I've, I've, I've shown enough trivia knowledge that I think I can That's kind of falter. And, and you can't, there. like, get mad at me for that one. I mean, I didn't. No, no. That was, that, was, that, was as fair, that, that was as fair as you can get. That yeah. was as fair as you can get. I agree. All right. Well, for Name That War, I have a player, which, by the way, if you're new to the show and you've never seen this segment, Name That War is when we take a player from the past and we try to guess their career war according to baseball reference. Now, today's past player, his name is Sean Figgins. Mm. What is Sean Figgins' career war according to baseball reference? Longtime angel. I feel like he had some sort of raise connection that he was drafted by the. I'm, I gotta be totally wrong on that. Or maybe he's from. You know what? I think he didn't. Very good. For, he's from Tampa Bay area. Like he went to Brandon High School or something. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm just gonna give you props for that. He indeed went to Brandon High School. That's ridiculous that you know yeah. that. You're really good at that stuff. I'm good at like local, hyper local. Yeah. You know, name somebody. Oh, this guy was from the Tampa Bay area. Like, I'm I'm pretty good yeah. at that stuff. Um, yeah. Sean Figgins. Yeah. Ooh, throwback. Uh, he would thrive in this uh, new rule system of baseball. Um, he, he, would, probably... he would wreck havoc, man. He would wreck yeah. havoc. He's disgusting. Question: Was he a switch hitter? Was he a switch hitter? I don't have that. I let me let me let me look that okay. up. While you're doing that, I'm going to do some math. He had to play at least a decade in the league. I'm going to say probably 13 years, give or take. Um, he had to have at least 300 stolen bases, maybe 350. Did not have a lot of pop. He probably had, I don't know, 100, 120 home runs in his career. Uh, batting average. I feel like he never struck out either. I could be wrong on that. Um he was a he was a switch hitter. Yes, was a switch hitter. So very skilled yeah. in that respect. Um, he probably had a career 282 batting average, something along those lines. 
I don't know much about him defensively, if I haven't mentioned that already. Um, I'm going to say 26 career war for Sean Figgins. Well, his career slash line was a 276, 349 on base, 363 slugging, a 712 OPS. That's a 92 OPS plus. He had a grand total of 35 Jimmy Jacks. And oh, wow. Stole, yeah, I know, right? And he stole 341 bases. Man, that's a lot. And in one year, in 2005, he had 62 which is tremendous. And he followed that up with 52 and then 41. So he was a demon on the bases. And his career war is... You give him a little bit more love mm. at 26. He was at 22. Sean Figgins' career war is at 22. Ah, very good. I yeah. um, was kind of in the ballpark with the, the slash line and the numbers, not the home runs per se, but... It right. seemed like I was trying to go like sort of a similar-ish career to Luis Castillo, not the pitcher, the position player, of course. Right. Um, but Castillo had a little bit more punch and pizzazz and, and name recognition, I guess. Question yeah. before we end, I know we're going long. What made sure. you pick Chone Figgins? I know that we hadn't done an Anaheim career mm. war guy in a long time, and that's how I do it. And then I just pick a random year, and then I look at the roster, and I look at a name that – Hey, he would probably know this player. That's how awesome. I do it. Yes. Love it. Love yeah. it. All right. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. I know everybody likes to uh, listen in on Friday when Evan Klosky's on. He is uh, doing bigger and better things right now. We should have him back on next week. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, thank you for making the Locked on Rays podcast your very first listen every day uh and subscribe to that youtube channel of ours we're trying to get to 1000 tell your friends tell your family create a fake account and get get that number up we want to get it to 1000 quite frankly we want to get monetized that's what we're looking yeah. for here so all right hope you all have a wonderful day stay safe and we'll talk to you next week